Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Priceless Podcast. Uh, my name is Michael Sechen, and I'm your podcast host. This podcast is made in partnership with the European Forum of LGBT Christian Groups. It is also part of the Let Us Be Heard series supported by HMS. You can follow us through Instagram and Facebook. You can visit our webpage. And of course, you will find all the necessary links in the podcast description. Today, I have a guest with me and I'm very happy that she was willing to come here and talk to me. Her name is Franziska Driesen-Redding. Uh, she's here from Switzerland, and one very important information is that she is the first woman president of the Synodal Council. I hope that this is the yes. right translation. It is. <laughs> it is good. So I'm very excited to have you here. Welcome to the Priceless Podcast. Thank you so much for having me here. So I said just a few words about who you are. Uh, what would you tell our viewers and listeners about yourself? Who is Francisca? <laughs> Francisca is a 52-year-old uh, woman, married, three kids, grown up. Mm. And uh, in fact, uh, she's also a home economics teacher. Oh. But uh, <laughs> now, uh, at the moment, I am the president of the Synodal Council of the Catholic Church in the canton of Zurich. Um, we have kind of a special system in Switzerland, mm. uh, also due to our um, direct um, democracy, mm. which means we also have a church parliament wow. and we have an executive. Mm. And that's where I'm the president of, mm. which is unique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there are many unique things, obviously. I mean, this conference was a huge donation was given by the Catholic Church. Do you have anything to do with that? <laughs> well, maybe. <could> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much oh. for putting in some good words. It's, it's an important topic. Yeah, so. well, otherwise Switzerland for us is Switzerland. It's yeah. very expensive. So most of us wouldn't be able to, to come here without this generous support and help. So thank you for investing your time and energy and words and everything you gave Very to make welcome. this happen. Very welcome. Yeah. We feel extremely welcome and amazing here. So uh, yeah, I wanted, wanted you to know. <laughs> so you became the first woman of the Synodal Council. How has it been so far? It has been very good. Um, it's now four years. <clears throat> that uh, I am the president mm -hmm. and let's say as long as the man know how to behave I'm fine <laughs> no no I, I think it's not especially me as a female president but be me with my ideas mm. maybe more liberal than others more yeah. liberal than the bishop or um, his staff and so the opposition comes actually from that part mm. for my um, thing, how I, I react, how I talk, how I feed social media, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is, this is, I guess, this is the, the biggest issue yeah. at all. And not actually me being a woman. Mm, mm. Maybe I just close my eyes when it comes to it. But I, I really think this is not the main topic of trouble or yeah. problems. Yeah. 
But how is it to be a woman? I mean, it's a male-dominated world. Uh, is it is it like that in Switzerland too? It is. It is. Yeah. It is. So it's not only in the Catholic Church, yeah, especially true. in the Catholic Church, of yes, course, yes. but not only. So you can really compare it to a regular parliament mm. where you also have these differences. Mm. But this, I'd say, makes it also very interesting. And um, some discussions get in other ways when there's more women. I'm, uh, I'm persuaded that this is the way that we can do different. And... Before I got president, I was uh, responsible for migrants' care mm. because in, in Zurich we have um, about 33% of the Catholic people not having a Swiss passport. Yeah. So we have uh, masses in 22 different languages every Sunday. And also there was the question, ah, oh, why in migrants' care they put a woman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was really easy because then you immediately what they had to talk to me and what they had to talk to the responsibles of the bishop mm. because the wife could never do or know anything concerning a mass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this, I, I guess this, this made it even easier for everybody to, to get me and to know where I was in charge. Well, I have to say that I'm so happy <laughs> that this is happening, you know, especially, I mean, I'm, I'm coming from a country that is in the East and I'm always excited when I see, okay, there is progress in the West <laughs> and we are much more connected than we were before. Yeah. And yes, so I'm definitely. happy because this is also influencing, you know, the Catholic Church and society is much wider than just you working here and maybe you're not even aware but <laughs> you know I, I would say it's like the butterfly effect, effect. yeah so thank you thank you for being willing to break the ice <laughs> yeah, somebody has to do it <laughs> yes yes exactly yeah. so what do you hope to accomplish i mean you you already you said you have been a president for four years so what would you like to see change with you being president <laughs> a lot of things. you can dream you can, can dream. dream you're allowed to dream I can right dream. now for me one of the main topics is definitely uh, the discrimination all in all if it's uh, um, female male if it's the lgbtiq mm. community whatever discrimination has no place in the catholic church mm. and there mm. i'm really sure that we have to do a few more steps to really get to that, a few more big steps. Yeah. And what I always find out is at the end, when, um, when the priest or also um, a bishop does not have any more ideas how to explain why it doesn't work mm. or why we can't go any further, it's, well, Rome. Rome <laughs> says, oh, and in Rome, and the Pope, and we have to wait, and we'll see, and first Rome has to act, and... And um, sometimes we, I, I really have enough of these yeah. cheap excuses mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because um, you, you just cannot, we, we are in the year 2022, you cannot just always find a way to not facing a problem. Yeah, yeah. So this is um, really, really a thing I would love to have changed immediately. Yeah. What we have 
done in, in the last years, and I really say we, because our council has nine members. Mm. I'm just the president, but I have eight more that are with me on that way. Mm. I have a huge team that helps us doing what we want. Yeah. And without them, I would be all alone and I wouldn't have a chance to make any step further. So just this to make clear, it's not me. It's mm. a whole team. And what I always see is that big network that is growing. For instance, um, in Germany, Maria 2.0, mm -hmm. this... Uh, um, women that are so strong and they impress me and, and they're so creative. And then there's the Catholic Women's Council where we have women from the Far East, from, um, from America, South America, from, um, from Africa. And what we always hear here in Switzerland, oh, you Swiss women, you do want so much, but the rest of the world is not that far. And my question then back is, oh, really? Are they really for discrimination? Yeah, I yeah. can't figure out how they would. And with that network, I can, can see that everywhere there's the same issues and everywhere there's the same ideas. It's not just us Europeans or us Swiss who are that special, but everywhere. And that network is growing. And this is one of my main things in, in everything, also in the gay community, contacts to the US, to everywhere, just mm. to hear how they do, how they work, and to get some more arguments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's so important because, you know, yes. the women have maybe more possibilities to speak out in the West, but they're giving the wind into the wings yes. of the women in other places where it's maybe not as easy I yes. would easy is maybe the wrong word because I don't think it's easy but yeah maybe there are more possibilities yes. but uh, yeah it's it's a great excuse to say people are not ready or it's someone else's yes. fault yes. <laughs> it's not us it's not us it's, not, yeah. it's them yeah yeah so. So you are very vocal about LGBT plus rights, uh, of course, and women, women's rights, as you mentioned. But how did you become an LGBT plus ally? Uh, I mean, you are Catholic after all. <laughs> I didn't have to become an ally. I have um, gay, lesbian people in my family. I mm. grew up with it mm. and it was never something special. It was just as normal as it could be. And uh, finding out actually with all I did in the Catholic Church that we were still that far away was the worst thing to find out because I thought they were moving on too. But actually they weren't. We are still way behind. Um, and so that's why we, we really need to be loud and speak out. Yeah, because as much as I saw you were even you, you, you were even taking part on the pride marches. <laughs> so how is the church and the bishop reacting to, oh no, our president is marching on the pride marches? Yes, uh, I still hope one day they will join me. Yes, yes. Um, well, for me, it was just so, so interesting to see the first years. I was only uh, at the masses we had on Sunday during mm. the Pride. 
And then when I was elected to president, I thought, well, it, it's not in, enough with the mess. Mm -hmm. I really need to step out and have a look what's going on there. And luckily, I had some good friends. They explained me everything about all these communities and the richness of what happens on that day. And so now it's it's always in my agenda and it's very important. And my family is joining me. They're coming with me. Um, I have my dress, my pride dress. Well, <laughs> it's not a drag dress. <laughs> That's the next step. <laughs> <laughs> yes, one above. Yes. But um, I, I really think that the priests and also the bishop, they have to learn a lot. And uh, one very intelligent person once said, um, every bishop should have a gay brother. Just to to realize that it's so normal. Yeah, it's yeah. nothing special. <laughs> and there's uh, no reason to be afraid of anything. Yeah, yeah. I remember this, uh, now that you're talking, I remember the stories. I think it was Larry King, is that his name? The American, like he does like a talk show or something and he had this a gay pastor who came out and someone called and asked, you know, I don't have anything against LGBT, but what are they doing in bed? And Larry King was like, okay, you don't have to answer this question. He said, well, let me answer it. You know, we sleep in bed. <laughs> and Larry King said, once they awesome. realize that you're boring, just like all other people, they will leave you alone. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's yes. we're human and we're yes. just surviving every yes. day and that's something there are some ideas that are just so strange. Weird. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and I it's nothing that. different between I mean yeah. there are such straight people and such straight people there are such LGBT people yes, and such and LGBT others. people. Yeah. <laughs> So you talked about a little bit the frustrations that sometimes comes up like, oh, will the change come? Not again. And the, the excuses. How do you deal with this frustration? If it would only be a frustration, I think I would have to leave. Mm. Um, but I won't do that. I'll never do that because when I'm out, I'm out. Mm, mm. And uh, then my voice wouldn't count anything anymore. Mm. And there's so many people really being happy to be Catholic. Mm. They grew up, they have their parish, they have their roots. Yeah. And uh, sometimes we hear, well, if you don't like it, just get Protestant or just get out of church. That's not the way. Mm. The, the church is so much. It's not only the building, but it's a, yeah. a whole community. And also this community have, has to go to a good future. Mm. So when you are in a position like I am, you just have to accept a few things that you would rather like to have changed yesterday. And you accept and try to make these baby steps it needs in the Catholic Church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's about growing up. It's about family, actually. Definitely. It's it is. your home. It's my home. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. great. <laughs> so do you have hope that the church will change? The church will change? In Switzerland, people are running away. They don't 
get why the church cannot move forward. So the church members are getting less and less. And then we have to think about all these church buildings and how do we fill them. And fill them would mean, for me, a church building, wherever it stands, must be for the people, mm-hmm. not for the priest yeah. preaching yeah. alone mm. in a huge church. We will have to find out how we bring back life to these churches. And I think this is not only the clergy that should decide. The bishop owns the churches at the end. And for me, it's very important that he's not the only one that can decide if he's going to sell a church like we see, for instance, in in France, in Belgium, in uh, Holland, where so many churches have been sold. There's party places, there's restaurants, but there's maybe also buildings for banks. And this is not what I think church must be. So there we have to think a bit further. And uh, the church must change to not get a very unimportant part somewhere in a corner. What makes you positive or... What gives you hope that this will really happen? All the people around me. Mm. All the people in my network, I already mentioned, all the people around me. And when we are struggling, um, like everybody, you have these WhatsApp groups and you have these friends and these friends. And once you just text them and say, okay, what's the next step? And then you get some new ideas and find next steps. And that makes me really positive. I'm, I'm sure we're, we're going to make this, but it might hurt a little bit. Mm. <laughs> How does the rest of the Catholic world look at you here in Zurich? Because you, you talked about that you have, uh, how did you call it, basic democracy? Or how do they look at this? Like, do you know what they think of you? Well, you know... <laughs> I, I'm not that important, so not anybody, everybody is looking to Zurich. But the people in my network, um, they, they see me as a, as a really privileged person. And yes, I get paid for what I do. So I have a 50% pay for my work. And when I compare to my friends in the rest of the world, they do it for free. They just do it because... They want to reach something. They want to really bring the, the church somewhere else that it is now. And uh, I mean, we have to look at the sexual abuse and what happens yeah. um, with these people. And the church would not pay in anything. So they do it really just in their spare time. And I um, got to pay. Yeah. Um, so I, I really am privileged. And I hope with all the power I, I have, I really can give that back mm. that others can also get from that privilege. That's, yeah, that's what I try. Yeah. So there are many LGBT people who are really not welcome. They can't even find someone like you who is an ally. And I think allies are so important. Because for us, it's often very painful. Uh, We have very painful experiences and sometimes it's hard to fight. But then allies can be such a great connection and help to build trust between both worlds. Let's say now 
they're not really two worlds, but yes. that's how it looks. Yeah. So what would you tell LGBT people of faith, especially who belong to the Catholic Church or long to belong again to the Catholic Church as an encouragement? What I think is, is very important is to not stop telling people what LGBTIQ means. Um, like you said before, what are you doing in bed? Well, we're sleeping. Yeah. So I, I think um, if a person, let's say older than me, mostly older than mm. me, um, has no idea what that exactly means, has maybe also not made the thought that a gay couple can stay together for 40 years, 50 yeah. years, be happy, yeah. um, or has not thought about the struggle they have with coming out. And now we had this uh, out in church in, in Germany, mm -hmm. which was a very, very, very strong sign with mm. these 125 people talking yeah. about their coming out. And yeah. some came really out when that came on television. Yes. I mean, that was so impressive. I, I was uh, really touched. And I think how hard it ever may be, this is the way talk to people, show them that you're one of them. But it's easy for me to say. Yeah, yeah. My struggles are much smaller. I'm just a, a woman in the Catholic Church mm. and I have my allies. Mm. So it's the most important, I think, is really um, to know on whom you can rely on. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say to maybe other people who are thinking about becoming allies? Like, what would you tell them? I would take them to the pride and show them everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe I've, I've already found some on, on my way. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I have a friend of ours at, the, at the, the last Pride. I was talking to him in the morning and he had to prepare a speech. And I said, oh, I'm going to the city center. I'll be at the Pride. He said, okay, okay, okay. When I was at the Pride, suddenly he stood behind me mm. and said, hey, Francesca, I'm here. <laughs> and I, yes, I, I was so surprised and really also excited. Yes. And so maybe it's not the way to find hundreds of people to support but if there's only one then it goes further again the butterfly effect the butterfly effect <laughs> yes 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 mm -hmm. amazing of course there are also lgbt parents catholic parents what how would you encourage them what would you tell those parents of lgbt kids better to say yeah. first of all <clears throat> i would say love is love is love Love your kid as much as you can, um, as all parents should, mm, of course. Mm. But um, let him, let her know that it is fine and God wanted her or him like this. Mm. Um, and just support, support them wherever you can because they need more. Mm. <laughs> they need more support. They need, they need supportive parents. That's what I... Yeah. yeah, I think it's sometimes what we forget, especially people in the church, 
is that LGBT kids, LGBT plus kids are most often uh, discriminated both by LGBT communities who are not within the church or yes. don't understand why would LGBT people want to be part of a church that is not ex accepting or affirming. And then they're discriminated often by their families and, and church. So it's sometimes even harder, which was interesting because I learned that actually from uh, secular LGBT organizations who said that that this is a huge problem when I started to work with LGBT people of faith. So yeah, that's so important if parents can at least be there and be patient, learn. <laughs> and I would learn have about one it. more step. Yes, please. When, um, well, the Catholic Church does also teach and does form the priests. And one of the things I really think we have to work on it very, very hard is that future priests are taught the same way. And let's say if a mom finds trust to one of these preachers or bishops, priests, whatever, and tells that her daughter, her son was coming out, then we really need to have these people telling them, beautiful, they found love, it's normal, everything is all right. And imagine if that change would have been done much earlier, what, where we would be now. And so much struggle that would have never happened. Yeah. And I don't get it why we are not that far yet. I really don't get it. And I think at school we are most of the teachers. Yes. But in church we still are not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there is still a lot of pain. pain. Oh, yes. Unfortunately. So is there anything else I didn't ask you, but you would really like to share with our viewers and <laughs> listeners? Um, well, I, I, really, I really don't know. I could uh, tell you a lot of our church system and how many church taxes we, would, we, would, uh, we can get from year to year. But I think which is very important um, for all to know is that with that system we have in Switzerland and maybe in the future some other countries can have, um, we can get a, a better church, mm. a church um, that is more open and even if not all people from the clergy do agree with us, having a dual system and this power divided into two parts, let's say, um, makes it better, stronger, because it's not only a bishop that can a bishop that can say, I need this and that and that, and hundreds of people would do that for him, but he also has to come to us to ask for the money. Yeah. And we will just discuss that in the parliament. So um, an abuse, not, not only sexual, but also all kind of abuse uh, of power yeah. is, almost by 
zero percent mm. because there's always a control. Mm. Mm. So um, yes, maybe that would be one thing on any topic you have. If you have such a dual system, it's easier. Mm. Mm. What about do you hope for women that they one day could become women priests in the Catholic Church? Yes, of course. Yeah. Yes, of course. Why shouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Who's telling that they shouldn't? Yes. And I'm still sure that there's just too many men being afraid about moving women. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. I would I would never like to become a clergy person. Yes. Ever. Yeah. I, I know yeah. that I'm better into figures and facts and Excel sheets and <laughs> you know. Um, but we all have our talents and yes. we should watch on these talents. Yeah. And uh, why shouldn't a woman be in charge as well? Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, I certainly hope and I think that would bring a lot of change. Oh, yes, it would. <laughs> yes. yes. I, I know churches where women are equal and it's a huge difference and it's just, you know, it, it was such a pleasure and so refreshing to hear the woman the the women's voice you know equal voice yes. within this whole yes. realm i think it's it's just so important because you come with another experience because women although they are the majority they are still discriminated which is crazy Definitely yeah. Crazy. yeah yeah yeah. Well, thank you. You at one point you said Francesca. Are you Francesca? I'm Francesca. Francesca. I'm Francesca. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. But I, I you know, as as uh, I am, yeah, always on on my way in the Catholic Church. It sometimes happens that I also go to Italy. Okay. Okay. And Italians yeah. speak. They say Francesca. Well. <laughs> Francesca. <laughs> Francesca is nice Francesca too. Can go too. <laughs> it has a nice sound. Well, thank you for uh, being my guest. It You're was welcome. such an honor and thank I you. really wish for you that your plans come true faster than you can even <laughs> dream of <laughs> and that you just become contagious from Zurich uh, to the rest of Europe and then the world. And that things will change and uh, yeah, that women will really become equal. And of course, then all the other groups. Oh, oh, <laughs> yes, yes, and that love will really live yes. within the church, in your church. Thank you so much. Thank you, dear viewers and listeners, for being with us. Uh, as said in the beginning, this podcast is made in partnership with the European Forum of LGBT Christian Groups. It is part of the Let Us Be Heard series sponsored by HMS. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Find the necessary links in the podcast description. Maybe I'll find some links about you and we can add something uh, to the podcast description. So look down there and you can also visit the webpage. Look at other episodes. Uh, see you next time. Bye, everyone, and bye, Francisca. Thank you. Bye.